ho, ho. <laughs> Hello there. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I will begin. Um, I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. Apparently, it is Wednesday the 27th of December. So my computer tells me uh, because I would never know and none of us would ever know. This is that week when even the neurotypicals don't know what day of the week it is. We are in Twixmas, Betwixmas, Crimbo Limbo, as it is also known. And I just wanted to hop on and reflect on the Christmas tour because I may sound horrendous. My asthma has been kicking my ass for the entirety of this tour uh, and I lie here in bed like Tiny Tim in leopard print. But my heart is so full of gratitude and joy because it was so wonderful to connect with so many of you over the last couple of weeks and we just had a bloody wonderful old time. So thank you to everybody who came and everyone who was involved. I'm going to share some clips from the show which I have got thanks to the genius of the wonderful DJ duo The Bells of the Ball, Ashley and Sam from Fernie House in Blackpool who are resident DJs of the Emporium of and um, Coastal Radio in Blackpool who recorded the Salford Lads Club gig. It was a total experiment but I just feel so lucky to have some clips to share with you alongside some reflections from community members, cast and crew alike. It's just been such a special time and I knew that I wanted to do this. I knew that I find this time of year really difficult and every time I've shared anything on the podcast a load of people relate so it made sense to me that it would be a really special thing to bring people together and my gosh was it with absolute jingle bells on so if you weren't able to make any of the shows here's a few snippets and reflections and uh, to everybody who did and everybody who helped in any way like just thank you from the bottom of my heart because yeah I'm so full of the festive feels I'm likely to cry at any moment just Merry Christmas everybody to open every single show of the tour we were blessed so blessed to have the wonderful Nicole Nadler perform a part of her incredible Edinburgh Fringe show why am I like this so take it away Nicole we are the lazy we are the forgetful we are the airheads we are the failures we are the girls who are lost honestly it gets me every single time every single time that line is just nail on the head stuff and it was for Nicole that was a line from a Huffington Post article that Nicole read in lockdown which is what gave her the answer to the question she'd been asking herself all of this time why am I like this um so Nicole went on to perform a wonderful segment from her show before this Wally invades the stage has anyone seen the nightmare before Christmas that's basically what Laura has come as tonight. So will you please help me with a very warm and generous welcome to Miss Mandy Claus herself! Yeah. <laughs> 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 
we'd have different people would pull presents out of Santa's sack which would have a number that corresponded with a category which is a slide of a presentation that I would read aloud as ever not an expert only an expert by my own experience so I really drew on the fact that the ways that I find Christmas time difficult and then looking into what symptoms it is that causes these struggles um, with a view to it being relatively relatable because it, it often is and obviously I, I see people's stories coming in daily on, on the Discord channel. Now interspersed with this we also had a competition for best most ADHD thing at Christmas story and my most ADHD thing of that day was I actually forgot to go through the entries and pick a winner before we drew them. <laughs> so um, it happened live on stage, but that's all part of the magic, right? Every show is different and I really do have ADHD too. Um, so for this entry, the winner was a guy who gave an amazing poem. So it's a poem heavy uh, segment here in Salford Lads, but I absolutely love this poem. It's festive and fabulous. So I wanted to share it. So thank you to them. So it was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a woodlouse. We have an infestation. <laughs> Actually true. Decorated with festive cheer, prepared as I was for Santa's big day, I left the cleaning to the last minute and didn't put my meds away. And as we pretended to sleep, eyes wide shut, we heard a thump, and it was the sleigh and the reindeer and Santa's brought home. They climbed down the chimney, sack presents and all, with those cheeky bloody reindeers were gearing up for a ball. I up my meth with greed in his eyes, Rudolph sprang my elements, such a large dose his big egg brain began to fry. He eats a choice in his stockings, threw presents under the tree, he scoffed down mince pies as Santa urged him to flee. He cleaned my whole kitchen and prepared the Christmas feast, he caught up with the balls, Rudolph, the hyper-focused meth beast. <laughs> And so he cracked on for at least seven hours, frothing at the mouth and abusing his Christmas powers. <laughs> and that's the reason why, 
before 2003, only half the kids in the UK had anything under their tree. <laughs> but within a year, Rudolph got sober, which is probably for the best, because he had no choice because of the shortages of my meds on the NHS. <laughs> Of the different categories, there are six different categories, um, one of which is about overindulgence, where I talk about food and also alcohol, which is a struggle for so many of us. Again, I'm not going to not gonna go into one, but I talk about it in the slides. The slides are available to download via ADHDSfemale.com on the merch page. Um, but obviously, with it being Christmas and just not wanting to make anybody sad, um, I kind of, much like with the Too Much Tour, made it like by telling a most ADHD thing story that related to the category. So for this one, I told a story about my struggles with alcohol in the past um, and how they led me to create some rules. Obviously, I am making light of a very serious subject, but it is one close to my heart. I've talked a lot about it in the past in the podcast about um, my dad being a recovering alcoholic and my own struggles and overcoming them with a sober six months for the charity Nakoa. So just, yeah, to make a bit of fun out of it, I told a story in which I explain my three rules that I set for myself after doing my sober six months, identified the struggles that I do have with it. And so creating my rules, the first rule is that I never drink at home unless we have guests, of course. So I don't drink alcohol in the house. I also never drink alone. And my third rule is that I never, ever, ever have more than one shot of black Sambuca. And here's why. When I was 20 years old, I was going out with my first love. Absolutely head over heels, butterflies, magic, the works. And we was, I was living in his flat with him and working at a pub down the road. And at the pub Christmas party, there were trays with shots of black sambuca going around. I don't know how many I had, but the next thing you know, I am sat in the actual gutter outside the flat that I share with the love of my life, telling my boss that I was absolutely in love with him and wanted to leave my partner for him. Now, I'm sure if you have listened to the podcast, they listen to the same guy. I'm sure if you have listened to the podcast, you will know that my husband, not the same guy, his nickname is Big. Big boy. And that is because he's an actual giant. A four foot taller than me, he's six foot eight. So I'm a type, right? Put them in a pico, could be one of the crows. Tall, dark, handsome, funny, cannot stress. Yeah, that really, really did happen. (laughs) 
I hope they're not listening. Um, so yeah, if you are somebody that struggles with alcohol or substances and the overindulgence of Christmas is something that triggers you, please know that you're not alone in it. There is help out there. There are lots of amazing charities that you can reach out to. The charity that I mentioned, Nakoa, is for children of alcoholics of any age. You can reach out to them. If it's alcohol that you need support with, there is alcohol support on the NHS. Also, Drink Aware and Alcohol Change UK. I will put a link to uh, those resources in the blurb of this episode. Um, So the rest of the slides went something like this. There is overcommitting, present pressure, overindulging, the perfect Christmas conflict and also grief. So grief is something that I've definitely experienced quite a lot of in my life, as many of us have on this late ADHD diagnosis roller coaster. But also I just wanted to highlight it because nostalgia is something that is so prevalent at this time of year and it makes us think about those that are no longer with us. And in the tour, I proposed a toast to absent friends And to us all that we're all in it together, my absent-minded friends, the Leopard Print Army. So here's to us all. In the second half, this is such a weird episode, sorry guys, but this is what I've got. I really am languishing in my my bed, festering. Uncle Fester, tiny Tim person that I am here. So this is what I've got. I just wanted to say thank you and reflect on a lovely time, but I understand this is quite random and my voice sounds a lot deeper than normal. Um, In the second half was the Dickensian twist. I promised it would be ridiculous. I absolutely delivered. I have um, a little review that somebody said after watching it, which I absolutely loved. We watched the oddest, most brilliant remaking of A Christmas Carol. It was one of the most validating and wonderful things. So full of compassion and humour, weird energy and light. So yeah, my most green play debut (laughs) was an absolute hit. Um, It was nonsense, but I'm so grateful to everybody for indulging me, for humouring me in this absolute nonsense that I created. And each show was different with different people taking on the different roles. We had Amy Polly, the mindfulness rebel, at several shows. Hannah Huxford, who you're hearing this, played the ghost of Christmas past so brilliantly. Just absolute comedy gold. Our own scary fairy, Ali McDonald, who we'll hear from later on in this episode, also played the ghost of Christmas present at one point. And we had both Abigail Ajay, uh, Rach Idowu, who else? Ali also played the ghost of Christmas future at different points. We had all different people... excuse me Nicole played a brilliant ghost of Christmas past in which she really committed to the role because she gives everything her absolute all that girl a girl of my own heart she ran in as the ghost of Christmas past like a dementor from Harry Potter just swooshing around in a cape it was really quite spectacular to behold that was in Edinburgh in this show here at the Salford Lads Club we had um Hannah Huxford as I said and my wonderful friend Zahela played the ghost of Christmas present. And my wonderful friend Ashley, who again is one of the bells of the ball, played the ghost of Christmas future. So I'll share a couple of clips from this absolute nonsense. And if you would like to watch the show in its entirety, we actually have video footage of the London show, which also features Sam and James Brown, the ADHD adults, alongside all of the people listed, and Rosie Turner of the ADHD Untangled podcast. 
The Masayoki segments were led by my wonderful friend Claire Durren, who is a singing teacher and incredible singer, pantomime queen, no less. Um, she actually sang the 12 Days of Christmas that I rewrote, the 12 Days of ADHDAF Christmas that you will have seen on the socials. I'll put a link to that in the blurb as well. So here's a few snippets of this ridiculousness before um, I come back with some reflections and um, some words from community legends and cast and crew alike. So enjoy the ridiculousness and thank you for humouring me. Molly was dead to begin with. There's no doubt whatever about that. <laughs> the register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Right, fuck this, I'm not doing that. <laughs> One. This is based more loosely than that one was. Uh, but it doesn't matter, so let's get to the good part. The ghosts are coming. Why are you in bed, Jeff? Why are you dressed like that? Everyone knows you're meant to be a weird little flying cherub. <laughs> Artistic license, wait till you see the ghost of Xmas future. <laughs> anyway, I have the ghost of Xmas past, and I need to take us on a safari. Back to time to Xmas 2021. <laughs> now that you are meant to be here, I'm not even in bed yet. We're both wrong, actually, and all of us are exactly where we are meant to be because I am the ghost of Christmas presents. Oh. And it's time to put the past behind us. Oh. <laughs> so no! Back to this ridiculousness, Scrooge. I really want to leave the past behind you and focus on where you are now. So Christmas 2023? No, right here tonight. What are we doing here? Jack knows. <laughs> that awful time you spoke of is so far behind you now. Now we're here together, you know you're not alone in this and that we're all in it together. Go on, tell me present podcast stats. 1.1 million downloads listened to in 196 countries. And, and, and what's much more important than that? Is that having spent 38 years of my life genuinely believing that I was the only person on the planet that struggled the way I do, I've discovered that there are shitloads of us. <laughs> and that doesn't just make me happy, it makes them happy. Oh. All of us weirdos. Loved it. Oh. The ones they called lazy, forgetful, the airheads, the ones who felt like losers, we know we aren't alone anymore. And I'm so incredibly Christmas grateful. Future News interrupts this performance to bring you a breaking story from the future. Laura Mears Reynolds reported that on Saturday the 9th of December 2023, the ADHD AF community and their supporters gathered for a Christmas party get-together at Salford Lads Club. <laughs> 
Ever the childlike optimist, Laura remembered the line from the early noughties classic, Elf. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And thought she would use this theory to hope for a Christmas miracle whilst getting the community to sing a very old, cheesy song together. I seriously can't thank you all enough for being here and for all of your support this year. Your presence here tonight is the greatest present I could ever wish for. The best Christmas present of my life. So, ADHD is for life, not just for Christmas. (laughs) It's tough, but we have each other to lean on, learn from, and I truly believe that we can make change happen. I do. So however you feel about Christmas, If you love it or hate it, if you believe in Father Christmas, the baby Jesus, Hanukkah, Bodhi Day, Kwanzaa, or the only thing you want for Christmas is for Bobby to win Strictly. Whatever you believe in, I believe in this community. Thank you so much. the 12 days of Christmas and I've been letting them out bit by bit so I would love you to join me in singing the 12 days of Christmas but it's a little bit quick so first of all and if we do it from scratch from, from the start we would literally be in your fucking night so Nicole is going to sing us through once and then we're going to sing it together no I don't have the words in fuck it up I was going to do it off the I reckon I do it
finding this podcast helpful and you're in a position to do so, please join our Patreon peer support community via the link in the blurb of this episode. For unheard bonus and full interview video content and behind the scenes exclusives, including a next guest spoiler and first dibs and discounts on our handmade and ethically created merchandise and apparel and live events tickets. Also blogs, vlogs, live community Zoom blethers, monthly advice from an ADHD coach, body doubling and access to our discord filled with literally like-minded legends from all around the globe including ourselves who totally get it who you can lean on learn from and blether with any time because the only people who know what it's like aboard the late adhd diagnosis roller coaster are the other passengers we've created this platform in order to support ourselves financially to be able to continue creating adhd af and for our podcast to remain ad free If you don't have the funds, there are other peer support platforms available. Check out the resources page on ADHDasfemales.com. If you can support us, in turn, you will receive the support of our community, a full circle of support for the Leopard Print Army. We spent our entire lives feeling like aliens, only to discover there's a whole planet of us. So hop aboard the spaceship and join us at patreon.com forward slash ADHDasfemales. If you would like to support us without joining the community, you can make a donation via our Buy Me A Coffee page, buymeacoffee.com forward slash ADHD as females. Both of us and the entire ADHD AF community really, really appreciate your support. We really do. So that was that then. That was some snippets from the worst, most ridiculous adaptation of A Christmas Carol ever made. I've done different kinds of shows and this one was really more of just a get together. It was just getting people together at Christmas. So I'm so glad that I managed to do that. It was so wonderful to see you all. And I'm not going to lie. I just held my eyes out listening back to that. So yeah, it was really emotional, really special. So thank you so much. And um, thank you so much again to Ashley and Sam, the bells of the ball for recording the audio i know that it wasn't the best quality but like i said it it was just an experiment so i'm super grateful to have that and super grateful to them for spinning all of the tunes as they always do on the night they're amazing so you can catch them on coastal radio blackpool something like that and they are really they are the business now i want to share some reflections i'm just going to share a couple of mine i think it's weird that it's just me talking so i'm going to share some clips from some conversations with ali and Nicole. Uh, Nicole was obviously at every show. Of course she was. Um, and Ali was almost every show apart from Birmingham. So here's some of their reflections. There are so many highlights. There's never a favourite show because every single one was different. There are so many amazing most ADHD thing at Christmas stories, but I will share those another time. I think the most ADHD thing that I did was at Glasgow, the fine, the grand finale, the most beautiful venue ever. There's like a mezzanine level. So I thought it'd be really fun if I came in, like announced myself coming in from the mezzanine and then come down the stairs, make my edge coming down the stairs to that piece of music that you heard at the beginning, which is by Sessions, the remix of, um, of the jingle. I literally announced on the mezzanine, you're going to have to bear with me, guys, because I'm also dyspraxic AF and I'm likely to fall down these stairs. And then I fell down the stairs. <laughs> That's actually what happened. Literally, it was only the last two. I just slipped 
and bounced on my bum down two stairs and thankfully nobody saw it but it was literally like I couldn't have written it better I said I'm going to fall down the stairs and then I fell down the stairs it was absolutely ridiculous I do not know how I managed to do seven shows in those shoes but I did it because the too much tour taught me that I can't stand up straight unless I'm in actual physical pain that brings me enough into the present moment to make me realise that I need to stand up straight. Otherwise, I just stand like a sack of spuds. So I wore these enormous leopard print wedges, well, not wedges, like wedge heel platform shoes and managed to make it right through to the last one and then fell on my ass for the last one at entering the stage. You literally couldn't write it. But luckily, I just bruised my bum and my arm. So that's all right. There are so, so many highlights, so many amazing bits. I just think another one of mine was that Hannah Huxford was entering the stage in Leeds from the front of the stage rather than the wings. And she kind of scrambled up and then just threw her scythe into the microphone stand. It was like comedy timing, like the microphone stand was just meant to be there for her scythe. It was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She is comedy gold. But yeah, so just too, too, too many highlights to mention. So grateful to absolutely everybody who took part. We had welcome parties of community members greeting people on entry, which was just wonderful. So thank you to all of the greeters, to everybody who helped. We had Leap Into The Dark, Cat was helping with the stage management. Ali, literally butcher, baker, candlestick maker, absolutely bloody everything. Cannot say thank you to Ali enough. Driving us around in the spice bus once again, stepping in, doing multiple roles, making tutus, all sorts. I wore a sash for all of the shows, which was actually given to me as I crossed over the threshold of a Christmas experience in London called Humbug something bar. It's like a dive bar experience under Waterloo arches. And as soon as I put one foot over the threshold, they gave me a naughty sash which was obviously just a bit of fun, but is genuinely the story of my life. One look at me, I've got trouble written across my forehead, even though I've never really done anything that bad. I never had a detention at school. I've never been actual trouble, but for some reason, I just have it written on my forehead. So yeah, I was personally victimised by the sash man at that event and decided to wear it for every single one. And for the last show... I gifted my sash to Ali, our scary fairy, who really, I cannot tell you how much she has helped me these last few weeks. I definitely bit off more than I could chew with trying to soldier on with the podcast on my own, teaching myself how to edit all the rest of it, even ensemble the kit, getting everything together on my own, doing the, sorting the tour out, everything that that entails. And Ali literally is the saviour of this these last few weeks because I wouldn't have got through it without her help. So... I turned my sash inside out and I wrote on it really fucking nice, actually, because Osgary Ferry is probably the nicest person I've ever met. So thank you so much to Ali for literally making everything of the last few weeks possible and helping me break the stigma and change those stereotypes of us naughty ones who are actually really, really fucking nice. Anyway, I'll stop wittering on now in my horrible croaky voice and leave you with some reflections from Ali and Nicole before I have a little treat for you all at the end. Gosh, okay. So my favorite part of the show, it's not actually the bit that I performed. Truthfully, I'm not just being modest because I did my 
fringe show. Why am I like this? All August. The last show, I believe, was August 26th. And I packed everything up and did not open that box again because I was, I don't know. It took a it took a weird turn in my brain that I'm getting better at unlocking, but it was weird. So then Laura, a, a week before the show, was like, hey, do you want to do a bit in the show from, from your friend's show? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I pulled out like a, I don't know, roughly a 10-minute segment and did that. Yeah, it went well. It was actually really good to do it again because it made me feel a lot better. Over the months I had, like in between doing my friend's show and this show, I had you know, those imposter syndrome thoughts had crept in and taken a strong hold. So doing it again really helped to release that. But that wasn't, honestly, that wasn't my favorite part. I really think my favorite parts were the Masioki because it's just so stupid fun. You know, like it's just such a good time. But particularly because I mostly knew the songs this tour, because last tour I didn't know half the songs. So I just kind of made up my own melody and it didn't really go that well. But this time I learned the songs and it was just really fun. You know, people really got in, they got up and they danced and they came and in London, the sound didn't work. So we did an acapella version, which was really, really great. There's a 12 Days of Christmas song that I'm sure everyone's very aware of. In Leeds, we were having a little slumber party, if you will, with like, I don't know, very like we had all these snacks and we were laying around and giggling. It was very, very wholesome, very like 12-year-old girl wholesome stuff. And we were must have been watching the videos back or something. I realized that when I was saying the 12 Days of Christmas, it's seven siblings squabbling. But I really want to say in my brain, seven squabbling siblings. And as it would come, I knew I was like, oh, you can't. It's the other way around. But I wouldn't ever remember in time. So it ended up just saying seven squibbly squabblies. <laughs> and then for the rest of the show, I I couldn't, I tried really hard. I did correct myself and get it right once or twice. But yeah, seven squibbly squabblies. That was always a really fun one too. But yeah, the songs are just, it's so silly. Do you know when you see people who are sitting there, when Laura comes around with her like now Christmas bedazzled ladle, um, and they're like with big eyes, like what is going on? But by the end of the song, they're clapping, they're up, they're dancing, they're singing. It's so much fun. You know, it's always so hard, I think, to appreciate the moment for everybody, but probably ADHDers especially. Um, and we're the same because all this tour, we're like, okay, well, what's next? Laura goes, Nicole, why don't we do one in the spring? Maybe, maybe summer. Let's do something. And then she suggested a theme. I will not say it because we're, you know, keeping it under wraps just in case. And I looked at her and I said, Laura, do you want to finish this one first? <laughs> do you want to get through this tour first before we start planning our next one? But honestly, it's just impossible not to because it's so much fun. And while the planning is, not as much fun as the actual doing. It is still good fun. And each one does get a little bit a little bit easier, you know, gets a little bit smarter. We understand, we know what we can do, what maybe, well, we can do it, but what we shouldn't do. So the first tour, we had two weeks of doing six back-to-back -back shows and then having one day off and then six back-to-back. -back. It was too much. It got to a point where it's, it's not that we didn't enjoy it. That's That would be wrong to say. But we couldn't enjoy it as much as we would want to because we knew we would do that show, get in a car, drive four hours, get in bed, wake up the next morning, get to a hotel, 
practice, get everything set up. Like it was so, it was too much of a grind to actually enjoy the moment for several of the shows. Whereas this time we actually could really enjoy the moment because it wasn't like that. So it is really exciting to think of what's coming next. So yeah, I don't know. Keep your eyes peeled for 2024. ADHD AF tour coming near you. Trying to pick one highlight from the last couple of weeks feels almost impossible. There's been loads of amazing moments in all the shows, brilliant guests, hilariously fabulous people throwing their all into it. Just too many to mention. And Hannah's commando role on and off the stage feels like it needs a special mention. But I think the highlights for me kind of come out with the shows. So the road trip stuff. Probably the biggest highlight for me is has been meeting people that I've only spoken to online before and there's just too many to mention. The only one I will mention was getting to meet um, Kat Owens, Canny Campaigners, after having worked with her lots online to do with the, the ADHD AFD stuff and to get to spend lunch with her the way back from the Leeds show was just a complete highlight um, a lunch I shouldn't have been at and a show in Leeds I shouldn't have been at because I was not meant to be at the Leeds show but I just am the the person that refuses to, to go away and keeps turning up I think the biggest lesson for me of the last few weeks has been it doesn't matter how well you prepare things will happen and at the end of the day I think we can work on the principle that People will turn up, stuff will happen, people will leave again. And generally, with our community, the more chaotic, the better. And I think some of the best moments happened in the complete chaos. So embrace the chaos. I think the likes of Manchester, where we realised we'd forgotten to read any of the most ADHD moments and the guy ended up reading his poem that everybody loved. It just goes to show that you can embrace those moments of chaos and actually great things can come out of them. So yeah, I think that's the lesson. The lesson for me is you can be as planned and organised as you like, but actually in the moment, embrace the chaos, go with it and our community will love it all the more if if they get the live bloopers real. There was something really special about the Edinburgh crowd. There was a tiny it was a tiny number of people compared to some of the other shows, but well, they were they were up for it on a Tuesday night in December. So yeah, they were probably one of my favourite crowds as well. Um that yeah, they just they embraced it and they loved it and yeah, brilliant venue, brilliant crowd. Yeah, they're probably up there with one of my favourites of the the tour. My favourite bit of the show, obviously, Laura's spectacular final night, fall down the stairs. It was always going to happen. I'm just gutted we didn't get it on video. Actual scripted bits of the show. The song is up there. I think the song deserves to go down in history. Christmas number one, 2024. Army Wives managed it. Why can't we manage it with an ADHD AF choir? Anyone to thank? Yeah, Laura, for having me along for the ride. The last couple of weeks have been an absolute game changer. 
for me personally, yeah, it's been an absolute blast to be part of it. Would it cost me a lot more in therapy to get the the personal gains I've got in the last few weeks just from being part of the show? It's yeah, absolutely amazing. And and British Rail for cancelling Amy Polly's train so that I got to reprise my fairy for the final night because who doesn't love a set of fairy wings and a tutu? But yeah, the biggest thanks go to Laura for having me along for the ride and as much as she thanks me for what I've done, I don't think I can ever thank Laura enough for what she's brought to me in the last few weeks. I have no idea what's next. Trying to fight the need to get back to some sort of semblance of normality probably because apparently we can't drive around the country and put on this show every every week aren't we though <laughs> i wish we could uh, honestly it's so tempting to take a leaf out of um our lou in Luland's book and just get a bus and just drive around the whole of the uk possibly the world just putting on this ridiculousness you do not if the opportunity arose you would not need to ask me twice and clearly you wouldn't need to ask nicole or ali twice either um I really can't say thank you to both of them, to Kat, to everybody who helped in every which way with this show. There are just so many and it truly has been so amazing. I, I, there, there are no words. It really is overwhelming. It's such a special thing. And I feel so grateful to have been able to, to pull it off, even as I lie here. Um, and well, it was totally worth it. And if you gave me the opportunity to do it tomorrow, I would leap out of this bed and do a dance like Grandpa Joe. Um, so I've got a couple more little reflections from some community members. So it's the morning after the night before and we've got amazing elves, community elves have come to help pack down the carnage of last night. Uh, the wonderful Kim Pierpoint is here. Hello, it's Kim with a croaky voice. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, we're just checking in and tidying up and not really knowing where we are and what we're doing. No. Breakfast. That's Breakfast. what was the next thing. What did you think of last night? Did you have a good time? Oh, it was rubbish. <laughs> it was so bad. I had to come back for a second time to see how wonderful it was. It was amazing. To have all the community together was just brilliant. I think a highlight for me was the fact that Romana brought balloons. Oh, yeah. Who knew how excited we would all get about balloons? Exactly. exactly. It was the greatest thing. Yep, yeah, we all love a balloon. Second time and ended up in it, Kim. Yes, second time I was in so it, Kim... like some demented actor and lovey. Kim, yeah, Kim was the ghost of Christmas past and she was magnificent. Thank you very much, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. Thank We've you. also got Rachel. Hello. Hi, Rach. <laughs> Any thoughts? Uh, many, many, at all times. So many, so many. <laughs> Both of these women are absolute community legends. Um, did you have a nice time? Brilliant. And the face painted. Brilliant. <laughs> what the what? The face painting. Oh my god. So Rachel, where did we actually go? What was it called again? The riding room. The riding rooms. No. I don't know where we were, but um, oh, Ali booked us somewhere pretending that we were VIPs <laughs> and they gave us our own mezzanine like we were VIPs, which was actually really sensible of them because we ended up 
being absolutely ridiculous and like <laughs> slut dropping to Natasha Bedingfield. Oh. And so, um, and so, yeah, they did well to section us away because we were absolutely outrageous. Um, thank you for booking that, Ali. And we had a good old time. And then we went downstairs and somebody was face painting and Rachel got me amazing leopard print face paint, which I, I would still have on if I hadn't smudged it in the night. It was incredible. It was incredible. Your line of the night about the mezzanine. What was that? What was it? Well, line of the night was, do you think I can take my shoes off? Yeah. So you take your shoes off if you want. Of course I can take my shoes off. I can, this is my mezzanine. <laughs> my mezzanine I and I will wear no shoes of oh, my life. It's my mezzanine. I can do cartwheels across the floor <laughs> if I want to. If I could do cartwheels. Except I can't even walk down the stairs without falling over. But we'll come back to that. So this last clip was recorded in the Smith's room of Salford Lads Club and... If everything else didn't already have me in the festive feels, this one is, is this one takes the Christmas cake. It truly does. Um, so yeah, I'm super grateful to have this clip. Ali actually recorded it and surprised me with it. So I will share it now. Also, how funny that Chanel were there, just the warm up act. Chanel had a warm up party for an ADHDF Christmas, Laura. They were in Salford Lads just before us, so thanks for that, Chanel. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I just love Salford Lads Club so much. I feel so lucky to be able to put on events there and just so grateful to the team who who've looked after us once again and just been so wonderful and such an amazing crowd. Um, and just thank you to these two absolute legends for sharing this and for, yeah, confirming that this really did do what it set out to do. The ADHD AF live events do what they say on the tin and they bring local community members together, like-minded legends. And yeah, it just makes me so happy. I'm so, so grateful to have been able to meet so many of you these last few weeks. So thank you so much. Yeah, anyway, my sister always said to me, like, you will find your people do. 
so there's only one way to close this because it's it's just too it's actually too emotional it really has been so amazing but it has been really really tough I've been up against it with just trying to battle my own RSD demons to keep going with the podcast to pull off this tour worried that no one's going to come or it's terrible or nobody cares it's just me and all the rest of it it's taken so so much not just out of me but out of so many that have you know put their time and put their all into making this happen and to actually see you all has just been so 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 amazing I can't stress it enough and I can't say thank you enough truly I can't so I would just be a blubbing mess so I'm gonna hand over to some other people that might have better emotional regulation than me (laughs) maybe um You'll remember I interviewed a whole heap of legends for the most ADHD AF episode ever made in the build-up to the tour. And I asked them at the time if they had a Christmas wish that they would like to give. So I will leave you with all of these legends, Christmas wish, and just all the gratitude to all of them, to all of you. I know how tough Christmas can be. And thank you for coming together with me and and making it our own because what we do have is each other gosh that was really jerry spring wasn't it oh god Charbler. and also just a little reminder that if you would like to watch the full show you can download that via the link in bio and in this blurb and you can also download the slides for the presentation if you would prefer to just have those because lots of people ask for those and funds from that so 20% will go to the leopard print army fund and adhd adult uk so thank you so much for everything and i will leave you with these legends now oh and just a reminder about ali's twixmas quiz so if you want to join the community on the 28th which is currently tomorrow but it might be today depending on when i can get this out on the 28th of december at 8 p.m all tier community members so all paid members of the patreon community are invited for a twixmas quiz and i can't wait to see you all there so um thank you thank you thank you thank you i'll go away now and um yeah just thank you and merry christmas god bless us everyone there is a lot going on in the world and there are a lot of things that can stress us out but our i think one of the big things is our experience is valid right it doesn't matter what's going on in the rest of the world your world is your world. And I think in terms of like a Christmas wish, something that I'm talking about at the moment with organisations is like managing stress, stress awareness at Christmas specifically, and specifically, specifically for those of us who are neurodivergent. And I think my wish is just that people can experience more joy and playfulness because we can have a lot of expectation and stress around what is essentially supposed to be a celebratory time of year and I know there's a lot of crap going on for people but I feel like if we could just strip back to the essence of what Christmas is about and for me it's about gratitude and trying to find find the good bits and I think that there will always be good bits to find and basically fuck the expectations don't do things you don't want to do don't buy shit you don't want to buy and just be with the people that you want to be with and have fun be playful I mean my goodness that's what the show is all about I just feel like oh the world's so serious sometimes and we need to have a bit more fun so my Christmas wish is that everybody can find some gratitude some joy and some playfulness thank you Amy just be kind to yourself it's really easy to get swept up in the negative bits of it and 
you know, want to have that superpower that some people believe ADHD is. And it's, it doesn't always manifest itself like that. It, yeah. It's tricky. And so I wish for myself to give myself a break and be kind. And I, I just wish the same for everybody else. You know, you're, um, you're not broken. You're, uh, you're brilliantly different. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. It's corny, isn't it? But, you know. It's Christmas, true. right? If you can't be cheesy at Christmas. Yeah, um true. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it for the shows anyway. <laughs> What's your Christmas wish? That we no longer live in a world where ADHD is considered a trend and something that is just for, that just affects young schoolboys. Yeah. And it's, we live in a world where people have compassion and understanding that this is something we do not choose. And is not a joke. And yeah, that we live in a world where we're just accepted to be who we are. Yeah, to be kinder to each other, to try yeah. and like learn things from different people's different points of views. You don't have to be from someone's background or share some of their like struggles to just try and have empathy and learn from each other. And I think that's what's so important. And that's why I love the ADHD for community. Oh, I just went. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, love you, People coming together and just yeah, yeah, supporting each other. So I think that's what is important. Just coming together and yeah, yeah trying to learn about people's different experiences. Oh. My Christmas wish for myself would be to be able to executively function. <laughs> it would be fine. When you wish upon literally, a that is my like <laughs> dear Santa. I can handle a lot of the other stuff, but if I could just executively function, um, I really do wish that it was just like normal and boring and like as common, like as I don't even know. Like when people are like, when people used to be like, oh, they have a depression, and now. <laughs> Like it, I just almost wish it was like how that once was, where people were like, yeah, they made each I'm like, oh, okay. And it's not even interesting or relevant because yes. it's just so normal. Accepted, so understood. I, yeah, I hope that this Christmas nobody feels alone because I know for me personally, I find Christmas really, really difficult. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have a lot of family, things like that, but. I've got lots of lovely friends and, you know, my mum is still here. I'm very lucky. Like some people don't have a lot of family or any family. Um, but I just hope even if you have to spend it alone, for whatever reason that you don't feel alone, um, especially, you know, speaking from an ADHD perspective, I think it can be a very lonely kind of place. So I hope if you are in that situation, that just know that you are loved and you are not alone. So my Christmas wish is that the whole world really starts understanding what ADHD really is and get rid of the stigma which people have put this negative negative vibe to it and get a little bit more empathy and understanding and educated. Whether you are diagnosed, whether you're undiagnosed or going through your diagnosis or waiting, you're all valid. Never give up. Never keep spreading the word to everyone and everyone. Bore the world with everyone about <laughs> ADHD. Literally, 
just keep spreading the word until people get it in their heads what it actually is. Every It still needs to be educated. The world needs to be educated. My Christmas wish is, I don't know if it can be a wish, but self-acceptance. Um, I think in the society we're living in today, especially with like having ADHD, there is so much stigma surrounding it. So many people tell me that their family members and friends kind of like undermine their experience, you know, of having ADHD. And sometimes we're not always going to get that acceptance from society or people around us. But I find that self-acceptance is beautiful and, you know, helps with the healing process and self-esteem and, you know, just being okay with yourself. So self-acceptance is the the Christmas wish. Christmas wish is for there to be better support for people to get assessed treated and managed and that would be a miracle but that's the christmas miracle i'd wish for i believe in christmas miracles <laughs> good on the 12th day of christmas ADHD gave to me 12 double bookings 11 shocking uppers 10 awkward photos 9 tripping chip chats 8 fucking meltdown 7 siblings wobbling 6 calling filming Five and pay bills, four and sick cards, three loves, gifts, two decline payments, and a shit 